you're listening to the Mind Manual Podcast, Episode 19, A Simple Brain Hack to Change Your Whole Experience. Hello everyone, and welcome to the session on creating an energy shift that will completely alter your experience of a situation so that it aligns with the way that you want to feel or show up. It's a simple and easy hack that can produce results for you in seconds. So let's explore a few examples to show you what I mean. And I'll take them from my own life so that I can talk from experience. For the past 16 months, my youngest of four children, who is 13 years of age, has been battling a case of severe nausea along with a whole host of other symptoms that have pretty much reduced him to a life of lying down which means he's missed most of this time away from school. Here I had this happy, healthy little boy one minute and literally another moment later, it all changed in a heartbeat. I was sitting next to him when it happened. He stood up, felt an intense wave of nausea. He walked over to the car and could only tolerate a two-minute drive before he broke down and needed to return home. That all started when he came down with a Campylobacter infection and the paediatric gastroenterologist diagnosed him with post-infectious irritable bowel. He had most of the symptoms associated with this condition, but there were a few others that couldn't be explained. So down that path we went, and from all my research, it was potentially a lifelong condition. As things got worse and we reached the end of the line in getting any relief from pharmaceuticals, I just spent most nights laying with him while he cried himself to sleep. For the past 16 months, I have been in a situation where I have felt helplessly out of control to change anything. We had tried just about everything, but with no luck. As it turns out, he has a large cyst on the brain and the MRI report shows that it's putting pressure near the area that controls a lot of the autonomic functions such as heart rate, blood pressure, vomiting, and peristalsis activity throughout the digestional tract. The recent development of other symptoms, such as pain with eye movement, involuntary spasming, and a bout of headaches, are also symptoms potentially related with this mass. Now, I'd have to say that losing a child would be at the very top of my most dreaded list. And after having lost a husband to cancer at a young age, This whole process is one that could easily trigger the trauma in me of having searched for years and years for a diagnosis with no successful outcome. The thing that has stopped me from going down with this again is the realisation that I get to choose my thoughts and therefore the way I want to feel and show up in this situation. I first experienced the real power in making this choice about four years ago when I received a preliminary diagnosis of lymphoma, at which time I did fall in a heap. You can imagine all the thoughts. What are the chances of my first two children losing both parents to cancer before their age of 20? How could this be? This can't be happening. And on and on they went. The chance of not seeing any of them down the aisle or their children was just too painful to bear. There was still so much to do and experience. The hole just got deeper and deeper with the constant stream of incessant thoughts until I got so low that after three days of this, I decided that was enough. If my time was going to be cut short, I surely didn't want to spend whatever time I had left feeling and showing up this way. 
that dread was surely worse than being dead. Instead, I chose to spend my time focusing on the living, the moments that we have in the now, instead of mourning what could all be taken away from me a little later. To me, it was the definition of the living dead. Clearly, I was creating my experience of descending into that hole. And all very understandable, natural and normal responses that you would expect in this situation from anyone, except I really didn't want to feel that way anymore. Once I took it off the table and turned my attention away from dying to living, the relief was huge. The work was to consciously hold on to the thoughts that induced the emotional energy I wanted to feel, which fueled the way I wanted to show up. And it totally changed my whole experience of the circumstance that I was faced with. Now, you might think that all sounds a bit delusional, but what I want to offer is that no matter what is going on, what is true or not, we all ultimately get to choose how we want to experience it. This is not about denying what is or finding all the evidence to support our beliefs about something to justify all the worry and heartache. We can find that about anything. What it really comes down to is choosing the way you want to feel in spite of it. If we can't change the circumstance, most people will stay stuck spinning at that level in railing against what is, which just places us in a powerless position, feeling out of control and always at the effect of. So once again, there I found myself in the same powerless situation with my son, experiencing some very painful emotions. I knew I had to go in and identify the culprit. The main thought was, one minute I had a happy, healthy little boy and the very next he was debilitated. That thought, as true as it was or seemed, was like poison to me. It kept me stuck in full resistance, railing against what is. When I realised what I was doing to myself by holding on to that thought, I decided to consciously let it go. It was no longer permitted. I needed to change my story and therefore my whole experience of this. The reality is that external circumstances are mostly out of our control, especially with all the big stuff that happens to us. When we die, how we die, or our kids, when the world will see its next world war, when the next pandemic will hit or recession will kick in, we could list them out all day long. The thing is that most of us stay distracted with other things for the most part, and so it stays outside of our awareness. But as soon as it comes into our awareness, our mind will fill with thoughts and start spinning on overdrive until we feel out of control and fearful again. The circumstance hasn't changed. They all still remain outside of our control. But our experience of it has changed. It becomes more real to us as we give it our attention through the mental portrayal of our thoughts 
and the gripping sensation of the emotions that they induce. The great news is we are all in control of our thoughts and focus and therefore our feelings. Most people never realise that or practice it. The question is, do you want to feel stressed about it or do you want some other emotion fueling you? The stress or worry pretends to be necessary and normal, but look at the result of it and look how it has us showing up. None of us ever really know how the future is going to work out, but our mind is wanting to fixate on that little fact in order to try and predict our environment to keep us safe. When we become conscious of this, we can learn to override this primal response with our prefrontal cortex, our higher thinking brain, by embracing the truth about life that we can never really know, which opens us up to curiosity and borrowing from a multitude of future possibilities that will generate the emotions we want to start living into. Why not? You might say, so we don't end up disappointed. But my argument to that is, so what you're choosing instead is to stay living now in the disappointment of what might happen so that you're not disappointed at some time in the future, as if you're magically going to go from an anticipatory type of disappointment to some positive emotion when you find out that what you feared actually happened. Of course you're not. You're still going to be disappointed. The only difference is you got to prove yourself right. And maybe that makes you feel right or worthy as a person. But the way I see it, you just got to make yourself miserable ahead of time and prolong your suffering. Why not choose an emotion that could potentially change the whole trajectory of your life and open up future possibilities? If you're hopeful and excited about what could be, chances are that you're going to feel motivated to go and explore what might be out there that could help. And in my situation, that could be some research work that mainstream conventional medicine, which is largely funded by Big Pharma, hasn't discovered yet. Otherwise, I'm just left with the pain of rejecting what is and wallowing in the emotions of despondency and helplessness and despair. And who is that really serving? We know it's just one of many maybes or possibilities as to how this is all going to turn out. But we can decide to live into what feels better now. And now, which is the present moment, is all that any of us really have. This way of processing any situation is going to be in alignment with who you want to be and how you want to show up, regardless of the outcome. This is how we get to choose our experience of it, as opposed to staying in that reactionary default state of stress, anxiety and fear, which is also an acronym I like to use that stands for future events appearing real. All of this is within our control, even though the circumstance may not be. We can choose to stay conscious and create our own experience, or we can stay unconscious and just spin out of control with the stress of it all.
it turned out that one of my babies, after they consulted with other pathologists for different opinions, was that they were more in favour of a pseudo-lymphoma diagnosis, of which can later turn overt. So that's what we've got, another unpredictable situation that I could stress over or another stream of possibilities of what could be. So apart from borrowing from a future possibility and using those thoughts to create the emotions you wish to experience, the other strategy I found helpful is in making the most out of this day, today. When we project our current circumstance down the track into the future, we preclude all other possibilities from entering, which just leaves us in despair. Both my son and I were feeling this way as we arrived at the end of the line with modern medicine in finding any relief from his symptoms. And after many months had passed, he questioned his way to the realisation that we were facing an indeterminate amount of time in this state, which scared the hell out of me. To be stuck in a situation where I was powerless to help while I watch him suffer. Once again, I didn't have the luxury of going down that dark, dark hole again. I needed to be his strength and find a way through this for both of us. The sentence I found that provided him with a little more comfort than the depressing default alternative was, your only job today, Tommy, is to find a way to make the most out of this day because that's all any of us ever have. Meanwhile, I kept scrambling to find some answers in trying to open up to all the possibilities of what it could be and being careful to stay out of the dread in thinking of it in terms of forevermore. By staying connected in the present time frame while borrowing from a future possibility that may exist, we were able to stay out of that hole and stay functioning from a place of acceptance with some semblance of peace. And it has made the world of difference as we wait and look for the next opinion, discovery or research finding. This is a hack you can apply to any situation or circumstance that you're feeling in resistance to. Other examples might include a new business that you're starting where it's easy to feel defeated and uninspired in continuing with all that is needed in getting a new business to start that wheel of momentum turning. I'm presently in the middle of that also with three businesses that I'm starting. What if you borrowed from a future possibility of already having been successful with it and living into that feeling? How would that have you showing up each day if your business was already in demand? if people were waiting to hear from you and you were more concerned with how you could serve and reach as many people who needed what you had to offer instead of focusing on what's not working and feeling all defeated. The reason to do this is not because you're delusional or oblivious to what is real in this minute. You do it for the way it will make you feel and when you operate from that energy, it has you showing up very differently to the defeated and uninspired alternative state. 
We use our emotions, which I like to think of as energy in motion, to fuel the activity that will get you closer to producing the results that you want. It's as simple as that. So have some fun with it and start moving away from the natural and normal way our default reactionary brain likes to operate from and step into a whole new way of experiencing all of it. It really is life-changing stuff. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.